Welcome back to this two-part series with my friend, Dr. Lauren Brunslick from the She Slays the Day podcast. If you missed part one, part two will still make sense, I think, <laughs> um, because on this part, we kind of segged into talking about decision fatigue and delegation. In part one, we talked more about like training your Instagram algorithm and sales mindset shifts and things like that. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy part two of this two-part series of my interview with Dr. Lauren from She Slays the Day. Welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified, a podcast for health and wellness professionals looking to simplify their marketing. I'm your host, Molly Cahill, and this podcast is brought to you by my Marketing Roadmap, which is a five-episode private audio training that's kind of like this podcast, but not exactly because it's not available to the general public when you search on your podcast feed. So the great thing about consuming free content like this for me or on my Instagram or my blogs or whatever is that... Yes, you will learn a lot, but you kind of have to go searching for what it is exactly you're looking for. This five episode private podcast is broken down in a logical step-by-step -step order. That's why it's called a roadmap. If you're ready to get started on your Instagram marketing journey, or if you already are started and you just feel like you're kind of like overwhelmed with all of the different free information, this is a super clear roadmap with lots of tangible step-by-step -step action items that will get you from point A to point B for just $27. So all you have to do is head to mollycahill.com slash private training. And based on the reviews I've had so far, I know you won't be disappointed. My name is Morgan Adams, and I am a holistic sleep coach in Richmond, Virginia. And I listen to the Holistic Marketing Simplified podcast. Okay. So decision fatigue algorithms. Oh yeah. I know what decision fatigue is because I guess yes. my algorithm shows me, but for people who, you know, <laughs> that's how we got on that. Okay. Decision fatigue is when you are exhausted because you are making too many decisions mm -hmm. and a lot of clinic owners really because of their control issues have set up their clinic where people don't move or make decisions without running them past them. Yeah. And so then you find yourself exhausted, sure. Yeah, but you set it up that way. Like you set it up so they don't move until you tell them to move. Mm -hmm. And on paper, that sounds like, oh, why would I ever do that? But then in reality, when that plays out of like, oh, you posted that picture. Like, I love my staff, but they've done like a happy birthday post to Lauren and and like, they didn't choose a picture that I feel particularly pretty in. And I'm just like, hmm, okay, well, what are you going to do? Like, you know, like on a smallest level, you're like, oh. So, so yeah, it's just like on recognizing all the different ways that decision fatigue shows up in your practice. Um, some are a little more subtle than others. Um, and then, you know, so like there's the more obvious ones are like your front desk asks you a question. Do you want A or B? Do you want me to call that patient or leave them alone? Should we, you know, cater that event or not? Um, all of those little decisions that are obvious. We're like, ah, somebody's asking me a question that probably could have been decided without me. The non-obvious ones are really where you've trained them not to do anything until you tell them. So like, 
This could be something like, hey, we're out of face paper. Can you order more? Okay. They know that like ordering face paper should not be on your job duties. Like it just shouldn't. But if that's your system and procedure for that, they know like, well, how do we know when to order face paper? Lauren tells us when she's low. That's dumb. You know, and so it's those are the more subtle ones of looking at like how does everything happen in your clinic? You know, um, can you print me that new patient scan? If their process is we wait until the doctor asks for it to be printed, then that's, that's also a form be. of decision fatigue. Yeah. And then also, um, I mean, it spills over in your personal life. It's like, what do you want for dinner? Mm-hmm. And then are you doing bedtime or am I doing bedtime or mm-hmm. am I washing my hair tonight or am I not? You know what I mean? It, it adds up. It, it really does. And that's um, that was where the inspiration for the episode came from is it was a husband doing a reel uh, saying like, men, you got to be cautious if you are causing decision fatigue for your wives ah. uh, because he gave the example where they had pulled blueberry muffins out of the oven and- he, they have a toddler and the mom was off doing something. And so he was like, hey, honey, are these muffins cool enough yet to give to the toddler? And like, it's one of those things where like, you're hearing that either going, oh my God, decide for yourself. But like in reality, how many times, especially men to women, like, where's the ketchup? Yeah. Right in front of your face. Like, you know, where it's just like, I don't know, she's your kid too, you know? And so it's things like, it's things like that, that just really build up. And so we, over the last two years, and this is a big part of the multi-passionate chiropractor too, is helping chiros create a clinic that doesn't have this level of fatigue in it. Cause that's what takes a lot of the fun out. It's just being in like contributes to burnout is having this control. You think the control is necessary for everything to go the way you want. And so in order for you to enjoy your practice. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is like needing that control is putting so much expectations on how the outcomes happen of every single little thing day to day. And when you have an expectation of how something is going to play out, then there's the option for it to disappoint you. Yeah. So like if you expect one thing and it happens, awesome. You've just proven to yourself that you have hyper control over everything and you should keep controlling, controlling, controlling. But like, if you have an expectation that this is how it's going to play out and then it doesn't, now you're like disappointed and it just continues to drain you and exhaust. So do you think it falls back on, like if we're taking way like a bunch of steps back and you do have staff, like hiring somebody who you know has that, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the ability to like take charge and make their own decisions. I think think trusting your staff, trusting that you've hired the right people who are capable is of course the root. Like if, if you don't trust your, you know, but I would say like, are you capable of trusting anyone? So like some people just aren't capable. If you can't trust your husband to decide whether the blueberry muffin is cool enough to give to your kid, you probably have hyper control issues. So (laughs) like, so yes, do you? And so I think you need to sit and go like, okay, I've hired Jill. Jill is my front desk. Do I trust that Jill is capable of making this decision? Mm 
Now, if you say, no, I don't actually, I'd love to say yes. Then it goes to, does Jill need to be trained more? Is Jill not the right person for the job? Or is this a issue where I'm expecting a certain level of perfection and only I can do it the perfect way? Yes. And it's going to be different for every employee of like, which one is it? If it's training, then like, okay, if I trained more on how to handle that new patient tour, then yes, I would trust that Jill could do it. But if it's a perfection issue, that's where we fall into the bucket of like, you're never going to hire someone Mm -mm. that you trust to do it perfectly. You're not. One thing I've done with my team, and I'm really lucky that I just somehow have like the most amazing people, but every once in a while, if they send me something that I'm like, this didn't need to come by me, uh, Mm -hmm. instead of answering them, I'll just be like, well, what would you have, what would you do? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Well, I would have done this. And I'm like, and you would have been right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like. Yeah. That's kind of that next level. Once you identify it is like, okay, well, how do you start to untrain this? And this is where having those canned responses where so much of the time that we don't do this because it's just easier to answer it. Like if somebody says red or blue, it's just easier to go red Yep. versus like, which would you pick? Well, I would pick blue, but da, 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 like, and so getting yourself just in that response loop of like, oh, that's a good question. Why don't you ask the other CA who's been here longer? She probably knows better. I have you tried Googling it? Why yeah. don't you give me a first draft and I can take a look at it? You yeah, know, like, oh, I love the first draft thing. Yeah, I, yeah. So it's like, and that's, that's also because I know I respond really well to somebody getting it started for me. Yeah. You know? Or what have you found? Um, that's another thing my team's really great at. It's like, Hey, we can't find the answer for this. We've already tried looking here, here, and here. And then yeah. I'm like, great. Like, Mm-hmm. Or even if they haven't tried here, here, and here, and they're like, hey, we're out at the gym, we're away from our computer, so we, we can't look this thing up. Like, that's right. fine too. I just like that they even let me know that, like, I would have looked it up on my own, but this cl- client needs this fast response. And, you know, here you go. Yeah. That rarely happens. But yeah, a- no, you're just training. Just, yeah. but it is, it's you have to train your husband and your staff. <laughs> So like try and figure it out first before coming to me. And I do think it's a muscle because I've talking about the husband example. I've gotten better about being like, did she brush her hair? Did she do this? I'm like, just no. like, you don't have to. It's so hard sometimes though. Cause you want to be like, these things seem really important. Uh-huh. Like they seem really important, but I don't remember. I think it was um, not Brennan Bouchard, Michael Hyatt. In Free to Focus, he talks yes. about how basically you, the idea is that you get comfortable with the concept that if it can be done 80% as good by, and I think he said 70%, and I was like, I cannot accept 70%, um, <laughs> 80% as good by somebody else, then most of the time it should be done by them instead of you. Yeah. And that's, and that's like, the whole, that kind of is like a great, like, so, well, before we seg to the next, like the delegating thing, because I think these t- two things go hand in hand, but do you think, so the very first client I ever have, I love her dearly. Her name's Kate Korsmeyer. And she always had in her bio, I'm a recovering perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's something that can be taught or do you think it's oh, one yeah. of those? Okay. Yeah. But I think, um, I think you have to definitely like, cause I, 
I have, I don't know that I'm a perfectionist. I'm not an Enneagram one, but I'm an egoist, meaning that like I can do it better. Like mm. even if I can't, like oh, I yeah. bet you I can do it. Have um, you ever taken the Gallup Strengths Finder? Yeah. Do you have competition high in your top five? I do. I yeah. do, but it's um I don't bet it's a healthy place now. Okay. It's a healthy okay. place where it doesn't like I'm not somebody, I'm not like difficult to play board games with. <laughs> like I'm not a sore loser. I don't want other people to like I don't um look at my peers and like want them to fail or anything like yes. that. Like yes. But it used to be. I know um, those. I know the board game people here are like, geez, it's just Uno. Would you like settle down, Cheryl? Yeah. yeah. But I will, if we're playing Pictionary, I'll be like, all right, Molly, focus. Okay. And you're going to be like, coming in, hence. We could lose. But like in that moment, we're going to try to win. Um, so I'm not a perfectionist. But I am somebody that has to grapple with, but I could have done a better job. Now, once you, whatever your thing is that is like kind of keeping you from, or like wanting that control, once you get on the other side of realizing, so like, for instance, let's say that your husband's getting the kids ready for school. Um, so asking, did the, did the brush her hair? Did she brush her teeth? Did she, did you sign that slip? Did she have a snack? Well, one, so we're teaching our husband or our front desk that they don't need to use their full brain because you're going to be their ultimate checklist, their safety net. Mm -hmm. So like if they were a single parent, you wouldn't be there to be their safety net. And so then we also have to go like, all right, well, what's going to happen? She's going to go to school looking like a train wreck. She's not going to have a snack. She's going to be hungry. The school's going to call us and say, you didn't sign us that slip. And then at that point, we'll figure that out. But on the other end, did you have a really nice morning drinking your coffee? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, it's one of those things where it's not the perfect analogy, but it's realizing once you're on the other side, you're like, oh, but worst case scenario. Well, the worst case scenario rarely happens. Yeah. The world like, didn't implode. Yep. So you're like, oh, but what if? And you're like, oh, well, no, we didn't get any messages from the teacher. And, you know, you might ask her, did dad pack a snack? No. Well, what did you do? The teacher had extras. Oh, exactly. Okay. Oh like, my gosh. Oh, the same, oh, this thing okay. actually happened. Okay. Well, and what's funny is like the hell that he would get from, from MJ is way worse than he'd get from me. He, she'd be like, dad, did you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he would so, learn his lesson. Yeah, yeah. And my husband's really good at, about literally when Tommy looked at me, he goes, let me fail. Can you let me fail? I was like, oh, oh, okay. You're right. You're so right. And this is just, oh my gosh, it's just like a whole other, like I said, we could talk for hours, but I just thought that was so good. And then I think another thing, going back to algorithms, see, I'm going to find a common thread to everything we've talked about. Oh, good luck. Who are you following that makes, that perpetuates that fear of failure? Like, are you following Mm -hmm. influencers whose homes look perfectly clean, who the mom accounts, whose kids are never on their iPads? Uh, the clinic owners who are posting reels every day and their hair is like, if those are the only people you're following, well, of course you're going to feel, you just follow people like me and Lauren and you'll, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're a shit show over here. We are an absolute shit show. No, I, I just mean, you know, I love, there's a couple online business owners who I've bought things from recently and it was so life and permission giving. Like one person only had like a Google doc sales page. It wasn't even a pretty sales page. Mm-hmm. 
one person was like, oops, totally forgot to hit record on this $90 workshop you bought. The replay's not going to come till tomorrow. I have to re-record. Just little things like that. I'm like, huh, mm-hmm. phew, like they screw up too. Yep. You know, it's not just me. Oh, and yeah. the fact that, like I said, most people are too busy with their own lives to really pay attention anyway. Yeah. I mean, now I think it's even more in our face too, because like, I would say once a week I get an email that's like, oops, forgot to attach the yeah. link. Yeah. Like, where it's just like, ah, oh, we're just, we're just yeah. all doing our shit. It's totally fine. Yeah. And coming from someone who literally, like I said, I always say I'm like, uh, like I've been behind the curtain and seen Oz. I've worked with a pretty big influencer before. And um, yeah, let me just tell you that shit ain't, ain't what you think it is. Yeah, we're I've, but so many people are out there chasing it. You know? I've seen behind the curtain. Um, and everybody behind their perfectly, you know, Zoom screen, there's usually like a, a pile of mess or something. And the people who don't have the mess are usually really miserable and unhappy who are just like or they to- just prioritize that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like Yeah, that was a really Yeah, good reach, you get to but- a Jenna Kutcher, <laughs> you get to a Jenna Kutcher status and like yeah. Yeah. Girlfriend prioritizes like aesthetics and she's got somebody probably cleaning her house daily. And like part of her brand too. mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't take on a brand. Uh, Like I, I like intentionally went for the hot mess brand. Well, on point. I wanted to be like, I, I, the best um, compliment I've ever gotten. It's like, oh, I could do that. I see your stuff and I think I can do that. And I'm like, that's what I want. You can do that. It's not that hard. Like go sit in your car. And oh, I don't know it. that I liked that compliment. I'm glad you did. I was just trying to oh, think I of did. like, oh, I don't think oh, I would. I, oh, I do. I like it. Cause I'm like, I want to be, but I did take one of those brand quizzes once and it's like, you're the girl next door. And I'm like, okay, cool. So like I said, another seg here, we're going to, we're going to zig and zag and seg on this is so we talked about the perfectionism and some things you can do on decision fatigue and like kind of getting past that. Like, I like that 80%. Um, I don't know that I could do 70 either, but I like the 80 and then like systematizing things. And that leads to the the last thing we wanted to talk about. And this is going to be a long episode. So sorry, but about um, delegating. <laughs> delegating. And even yeah. if you don't own a clinic, like you do, like, like, you know, if you didn't have Kirby help, you know, you would have, I'm guessing someone else who helped yeah. you with your podcast. Yeah. Or- things are piecemealed now. So like, okay, I'm going to try and like back my way into this question. So, or this answer. <laughs> so most people, I don't know, you no matter what your algorithm is, starting your own business is like in your face right now. Like mm. basically the idea of like screw and nine to five building someone else, you can go do your own thing. Um, So this is for sure what Gen Z is being told is that they should work for themselves. It's so much easier that way. So we also with like chat with like AI and the amount of tools and technology that is available, there are so many things in a brick and mortar that literally three years ago, we couldn't have conceptualized not just having our own employee in-house doing it, that now it's like, oh, I can instead of paying, so let's just take some, let's say I want to hire a front desk for $40,000 a year salary. Um, and then I'm going to fill their time with this, 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 this. And they're going to answer phones and this and that. Well, 
that person tends nowadays to feel a lot less fulfilled. They may love their job, but there are higher paying jobs with at home, like at home work is like kind of in their face. It really, mm-hmm. really is like, um, and so having a brick and mortar where you've got someone that is like, well, no, you have to be here. You have to uh-huh. be here to do this. And so I've seen just the turnover happen a lot more a lot more with employees over the last few years because they're chasing that. I want to work from home. I'm going to start my own thing. I want to do this. And so now when it comes to delegating, I've really started going like, okay, yeah, I need someone in clinic to hold babies. Yeah. But, and like schedule kind of, but like we have delegated our tech services out to SCED. We have delegated our marketing out to you. We have delegated, like I'm looking at a virtual CA. We have delegated our billing or accounts out to an accounts person. And it's like these little piecemeal things where you're like, at a certain point, could that all add up to one CA? Absolutely. But like, I don't have to train you. I don't have to train you. And you're also not going to quit me because this is your job. Like this is your business that you're building. So like you, you won't, you won't quit me. So like (laughs) you're, you know, you're when you're hiring and you're delegating out, you know, delegating out lawn services, delegating out cleaning, delegating out accounts, receivables, delegating out all these different things. Then you just have less on your CAs and therefore you don't need as many CAs. And it just kind of creates this. Yeah. And I would argue, I saw something once that I I loved and it was like, stop hiring, trying to hire for a unicorn. It's like, we tried, oh, we want to find this Jill of all trades, this person Mm -hmm. who can do everything. And, and there really are people like that. I'm not saying that person doesn't exist, but if you've ever even read the, you don't have Spoiler alert, you don't have to read the entire The Big Leap book from Gay Hendricks. I'll I'll summarize the entire book in two sentences. It's like everyone needs to be in their zone of genius, their zone of excellence, essentially. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's going to be like, you know, what, what would you say? 10 to 20% of your job that you don't like. That's just the real yeah. reality of life. Like I still pay all my contractors myself because I want to physically see where the money's going, even though I hate sitting down and being in front of my spreadsheet and doing it. But I like, I'm not going to delegate that even though it's not my zone of genius because I need to know where my money's going. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we've just recently done that with the Instagram management agency. And I was talking to my online business manager, Carolyn, and I was like, gosh, I just feel like I've got so many different people and it's so piecemeal. She's like, yes, but then everyone's doing the piece that they love. Mm -hmm. And when they're doing the piece that they love, then it's like the work is better. So it's like, I would argue the person who holds babies might not be the best person who's great at doing your billing. And maybe they are, right? But like Mm -hmm. when everyone gets to kind of be operating in that zone, like it just works. Well, and you said that like, yeah, there's probably 10% of your job that you is just, you have to do it even though you don't like it. Very few people only have 10% of their job because they're holding on to so many things that they don't like. A lot of people are doing so much more in their practice that they don't have to be doing. They really Mm -hmm. don't have to be doing it. Like delegate that to someone else. Like I adjust. I'm trying to think. Like I, I run, I don't even run team meetings. Like I do very little in my clinic. 
Very little. And, and I'm the same way in my business. I mean, we just had a client hire us. If she was an existing client, normally I wouldn't have paid, you know, she's like, Hey, we want to send um, postcards to, we bought, a, we bought a listserv of all the new people moving into town. We want to send them a postcard about our, our clinic and tell them to come follow us on Instagram. Can you design this for us? And in my brain, I'm like, why would you not just do that? There's like a million Canva templates. And she's like, we hate, like, we're not creative. We don't enjoy this stuff. And I'm like, for me, I love doing that kind of thing. Right. And so I was able to literally finish it in like 30 minutes. And then you like feel guilty for charging someone for this thing. But it's like for them, that would have felt like an uphill. Look at them delegating. They were like, I don't want to do this. Can I pay you to do this? Yeah. I'm like, sure. And that, well, that's how I am. I delegate everything, but yeah. Yeah. I, I almost delegate sometimes I think too much. Like I'm just like, huh. Like I don't know. I found myself this morning going, if I could get Carolyn to pay all my contractors every month. And I was like, no, you need to know. You can, you can do it. No, but I need to like see like the you know money in money out. It just helps me keep a pulse on things. And I think sometimes there is like there are things you might not know aren't working well until you're what is that job the undercover what well, not undercover job well, undercover, undercover boss. boss yeah yes sometimes you might not realize like oh wow I just have amazing people that don't complain when really this is like really sucky and I wish they would have told me yeah. Um, that just happened to me. I was buying everyone on the team refurbished iPhone eights to do the client's posting. And then when I took over some of the posting, I was like, this phone sucks. <laughs> so how come nobody told me? How come nobody told me? They're like, well, they work. And I'm like, well, thank you. But like now I've upgraded and I got them all refurbished 11s because oh. yeah, they're more expensive, but they are faster. Right. Right. So there is a balance. We're not saying like abdicate the throne to. No, no, but definitely like you, if you can pay someone else to do it, so you can stay in your zone of genius, that's what you should yeah. do. Who, not how. Yeah. Yes. Have you heard that one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So wrapping up, I think I might make this two episodes and this will be easier <laughs> on me too. And then I can just, you know, not have to record too, but wrapping up, tell everyone what you are working on right now and how they can work with you. Um, so we are in the middle of onboarding our multi-passionate chiropractor 2024, uh, program. So we've got 32 spots that by the time this is gone, um, out there, we'll see, maybe we'll have, I don't know. I don't know when, um, how many we'll have left. And that's a 10 week program that we start the end of January, go through the beginning of April and we walk through all of the different financial layers of your life. There are spreadsheets. It's kind of, I tell people like, it's not a vision board. It's definitely not that. There's a very in-depth spreadsheet um, that you're going to want to like, board. yeah. I was so mad at Kirby when he made that spreadsheet. I was like, this is why well, I want to pull my head. And he's like, this is wealth planning. This is like figuring out the alternative option into instead of working until you're 60. This is bringing joy back into your life. Like these are some of those exercises that you just have to do. And so- It's 10 weeks and we work hand in hand with the chiropractors and small groups and there's trainings to like just get them figuring out the plan that works for them. And we talk about uh, passive income, other wealth development tools and training that is kept from a lot of honestly, the general public. So like, it's really crazy when you start to crack open this world of like, so did you know that like investing uh, is 
kind of been intentionally made difficult and like with all of the terms to kind of just keep the lay person out of it and us thinking that like we need to give our money to somebody else to invest for us. Like it doesn't surprise me, but I I listened to your one, you, the episode on the syndicate stuff. And I was like, I know like, wait, that exists. That's a thing. Um, And so, so yeah, so we just talk through and train and really we're reshaping a chiropractor's brain to start thinking about their business in a business, how it can be profitable and bring joy and not drain them all the time. And then like, what else to do now that they have all this time and freedom? And who would you say it was for? Like you're, I would say, I would say a chiropractor that is out of the startup phase. Okay. Out of the startup phase. Like if you are definitely in your first year or two um, where you're just like, head down, like all I care about is new patients, then like, Mm -hmm. just wait. You know, we all want growth. Like I've been in this 13 years and I want growth. But like when you're starting to go like, okay, how long does it, what's next (laughs) type of thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you're in the the startup, you're like still kind of figuring out who, maybe I thought I loved adjusting babies, but I actually don't. Or yeah. Yeah. So you're still figuring yourself out as a chiropractor then. I would say this is uh, kind of that next level of not getting your confidence as a chiropractor, but getting like, what am I here to do and experience and like bring back the joy? The questions MJ asks me when she's trying to fall asleep, mommy, who made God? Oh my gosh. I'm like, uh, (laughs) deep little Buddha. Mm, Go to sleep. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I don't know. Right. Um, Yeah. So that's, yeah. Okay. Awesome. And then we'll make sure that we link to that in the show notes. Will it be like a, is it just like an application? Yeah. I'll send you, I'll send you the landing page. Yeah. Amazing. Well, as always love our chats. I think we could talk for hours and hours. Like I said, we'll have everything linked below that we chatted about and we might even link our fairy books down there. Yeah. Right. I have a whole section now. I have a um, because I kept getting so many people asking, which book did you recommend? So now it's a highlight on my Instagram. Like, just it. go there. Just go there. Part of the brand. It's part of the brand. Um, yeah, I love it. All right, Dr. Lauren, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Holistic Marketing Simplified. This podcast is brought to you by my marketing roadmap, which is a five episode private audio training. That's kind of like this podcast, but not exactly because it's not available to the general public when you search on your podcast feed. So the great thing about consuming free content like this for me or on my Instagram or my blogs or whatever is that yes, you will learn a lot, but you kind of have to go searching for what it is exactly you're looking for. This five episode private podcast is broken down in a logical step-by-step order. It's why it's called a roadmap. So If you're ready to get started on your Instagram marketing journey, or if you already are started and you just feel like you're kind of like overwhelmed with all of the different free information, this is a super clear roadmap with lots of tangible step-by-step action items that will get you from point A to point B for just $27. So all you have to do is head to mollycahill.com slash private training. And based on the reviews I've had so far, I know you won't be disappointed. I'm really proud of this training. And I know personally, I've bought $27, $37, $17 products before and felt like I really didn't get that much out of it. I guarantee you, you will learn something from this five episode private audio feed. So again, it's just mollycahill.com slash private training. And it'll also be linked below in the show notes. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And hey, you know how every podcaster at the very end of their episode asks you to rate and review their podcast? Well, that's because it's super important. 
these podcasts take a lot of time and heart and effort to produce to bring you free information. So in order for me to be able to continue doing that, we need more people to find out about the show. So if you could, please just take like two minutes out of your very busy day to leave me a rating and share this on your Instagram stories and tag at Molly A. Cahill. That's C-A-H-I-L-L. I would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. I truly appreciate you so much. I know your time is valuable and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.